Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, guys. We're Faith Healing Ministries. I'm Ken Cooper, and I have my beautiful wife, Nikki Cooper. And guys, we're coming before you guys on our podcast tonight because we just felt moved by the Spirit to come in and give this encouraging word and hopefully motivate you guys to just, you know, redirect your focus and put your hearts and your mind and your spirit back on the one and only true love, which is Jesus Christ. So with our message tonight, I pray, guys, that it uplifts you guys and it redirects your focus back to the Father. So before we get into that, you know, let's always what we do, we dedicate, we give everything back to the Lord and then we get into our message. So before we get into prayers, anything you want to say? She bought a business, guys. So because she bought a business, we're going to go right ahead and jump right into it. So let us pray and let's surrender this message back to the Lord and we'll get right into it. Precious Lord, we thank you once again for this beautiful opportunity that you've graced us with, Lord. Father, we welcome in your spirit. We ask that you come in and take over our word, take over our message, take over the airways, whatever you do, Lord, Father God, because no one can do it the way you do it. So we surrender. We submit all that we are unto your hands, Father God. We rededicate this call back to you. We rededicate the message, the listeners, and we welcome in your spirit. May you come in and have your way as we dedicate it to you now. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, guys, we've um, done our introductions. We've given our message to the Father. Let's get right into it. So we want to talk about a decision, uh, making a decision and a choice that has to be made. So we all are given that opportunity to make a decision or making uh, whatever choice we choose to make. It's in our hands. And we just pray that when that time comes or when we're in that situation, we make the right decision. Uh, make the right choice anyway which way we look at it so there's so many different reasons we can say why this message was inspirational and why we choose to talk about making a decision but I just want to keep it strictly to the Bible so I want to come from um, the book of Matthews and I want to talk about the rich man and I pray as I begin to talk about the rich man from um, Matthew chapter 19 I'm only going to give you guys three verses because I only want to get, I want to get right down to the point. So let's get right into it. We're going to talk, we're going to come from Matthew chapter 19 verses 21. Um, Let's do 21 through 23. And then we'll get right into our message concerning a decision, a choice, something that has to be made. And what decision will a rich man make? I want to pick it up at verse at verse 20, let's do 20. And the young man said unto him, all these things I have kept from my youth up. What lack I yet? And Jesus said unto him, if thou will be perfect, go and sell all that I have, give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven. And come and follow me. Mm, 22. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possession. I want to stop right there. Jesus gave him a decision to make, to sell all that he had and to come and follow him. Everything that the young man had, he had because of the grace of God. But yet and still, it wasn't, he didn't realize that the possessions that he had came from above 
And sorrow filled his heart because he believed that the things that he had, he accomplished them on his own. Wow. How we can be so caught up in the fact of thinking that we are able to accomplish all of these things about that without the Heavenly Father. Let's read verse 23 and then we'll stop. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I said unto you, that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. Mm. Let's keep going, guys. 24. And again I said unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. We're going to come back and we're going to finish this, but let's talk about this real quick. A decision that we have to make concerning our lives, concerning our families, our friends, our job, concerning our soul. There comes a point in time in our life where we're going to have to make a decision. Do we want the earthly treasures or do we want the heavenly treasures? Do we want the treasures of the kingdom of God or do we want this treasure that's going to perish? That's going to perish, perish. And Christ was giving this rich man an opportunity to collect the riches in heaven. But he chose to keep the riches that were here on earth that will soon one day perish along with his soul if he didn't if he didn't make the right decision. It is important, guys, that we choose the right decision to make in this time. Do we want to live eternity and live a life that is full with the promises of Christ and live forever in the bosom of our Lord and Savior? Or do we want to die with our materialistic things? Or do we want to perish with those things that are sure to fade? What was so mind-boggling about this was Jesus didn't get upset. He gave him a decision to make because it was his decision to make. And as Jesus began to speak to the rich man and open his eyes or tell him about the treasures or selling all that he had, it was so amazing that the, even his very own disciples didn't understand what he was what he was saying about selling all that he had and follow him. And the reason that I wanted to continue with this message was because at this point in time, the disciples was following him, but they wasn't paying attention. They wasn't understanding what Jesus was teaching them at the time. How do I know? Because even the, even Peter began to question and, and began to ask him, ask him about um, who then can be saved if he gave up all of these things. And the Lord told him, with men, with men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. But the Lord wanted Peter as well, as well as the other disciples to understand what he was saying, don't get caught up into these materialistic things. And don't think just because you're following me and you give up these things for my sake that you shall go empty handed. Because the things that I'm going to give you in my possession is far greater than what you have in your very own possession right now. Let's pick this message up at 27. Then answered Peter and said unto him, Behold, we have forsaken all and followed thee. What shall we have therefore? And Jesus said unto them, Verily I said unto you, 
that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye shall also sit upon the throne of, of twelve thrones, judging, judging the tribes of Israel. And every one that has forsaken houses, or brethren, or sisters, or fathers, or mothers, or wife, or children, or land, for my sake, shall receive a hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. My God. So the things that we think we're holding on to that are in our possession doesn't compare the things that Christ have for us in his possession if we would follow him. If we would give up everything that's materialistic in our possession. If we would let go of the things that we are holding on to and grab a hold to the things that Christ are trying to surrender to us, then we shall inherit eternal life. Amen. Amen. It's that time that we have to make that right decision and we have to make a choice because this world is not going to get any better. Amen. We got to tell you the truth. We're not saying that Christ has forsaken us. The Lord says, <coughs> I will be with you always <coughs> until the ends of the earth. And he would never leave us nor forsake us. But what we must remember also is that the word shall perish. Mm. Everything would perish except for the word of God. So we have to make a choice for our soul for eternal sake, mm. whether we want to live in the right now or whether we want to prepare ourselves for our eternal home. And that's all we want to harp on today. Yes. You know, we think about the story of the rapper DMX passing away. Well, think about this. There was a choice he still had to make. Yes. We know that he was calling out to God. We were very, you know, we were very sympathetic to his situation and compassion about, you know, his passing and as well as on the many other people because we were fans as well. However, with all the seeking, with all the calling, with all the praying, with all the reaching and seeking, there was something still that we he had to do within himself and it was make a decision mm. make a choice choose ye this day whom you will serve and so when we say yes sometimes even though it's a struggle we know it is not easy we still have to make a decision mm. you know even with that you know i want to read a little bit of you know first corinthians chapter 15 verse 58. So my dear brothers and sisters, be strong and immovable. Always work it's Go ahead. I always work enthusiastically. Can get the word out mm -hmm. for the Lord. For you know that nothing you do for the Lord is ever useless. Mm -hmm. Meaning that God is watching us. God is looking at the things that we're doing for His name's sake. But remember, the beginning of the scripture says, "So, my dear <laughs> brothers and sisters, be strong and what." immovable. So that tells you there, there's a choice that we have to make. God requires us and wants us to be strong in him and immovable. So every scripture that I'm going to go ahead and harp on, it's going to let you see how we have to come in and make the choices. Because it's not enough for us to call on the name of the Lord. It's not for enough for us to seek the Lord. It's not enough for us to pray and cry out to the Lord. Because if we go to Romans chapter 1, it talks about living in the truth 
but unrighteousness, meaning that we know the truth, but we still choose to live in unrighteousness. Now, this is not a bashing session, but it lets you know that we have a part to play in this whole thing called Christianity and being a believer. You know, we always talk about grace and mercy, but it runs out after a while. Grace and mercy is not going to save us anymore. It's there for a short period of time. Grace is there. Oh, absolutely. Mercy is there. Absolutely. But after a while, when we don't make the right choice or the right decision, it runs out. And then we find ourselves getting caught off guard by things in life and asking, where's God? And so this message, his death really inspired me to do this message, to let people know we still have a choice to make. Just like Ken just read, we have to make a decision as to whether we're going to give up everything for the Lord and whether we're going to hold on to our darkness. We're going to hold on to our demons. We're going to hold on to the things that we know that we can't serve God with. You know, we have to make that choice. And once we surrender, God is there to help us along the way. But, you know, after a while, he's like, I've given you time. I've given you the grace that you've needed. I've given you the mercy that you needed. But after a while, God throws his hands up and say, you know, it's been a long time. How long shall I toil with you? Did he not tell the disciples that after a while? Amen. Jesus is letting you know even he gets tired after a while. How long shall I toil with you? Very patient, but patient runs out after a while. Why? Because we have to make a choice. We have to make a decision. So I want to read Romans chapter 1 verse 18. It says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth and unrighteousness. Watch this. That means we hold something that is true. We hold something that is right. We hold something that is dear, but we hold it in unrighteousness. Mm. And the reason for that is because we have not decided to make the right choice yet. We have not decided to make the right decision. We, you know, when we say yes to Christ, there's an obligation that God holds us to, and his word is there to comfort us and bring us through and push us through. But we can't slap God in the face continually and say, God, I want this and I want you at the same time. Can you make that happen? God doesn't negotiate. He doesn't make deals. He doesn't do contracts. And so that's what we have to make that choice. And so it's hurtful to know the things that have taken place with this young man. And well, not so young, but you know, you know, this rapper that we all admired and looked up to and just other people in life as a whole, you know, but we got to get, we got to get to the point in life that, you know, during this time, God has sent back on his throne and said, I've given so many people time. I've given them so much time. How much more do you require of me? Because I've given you so much time. I've given you so much grace and I've given you so much patience. And now it's, it's run out. And so even during this pandemic, God has been graceful to a lot of us and some of us still have not decided to make the right decision to turn away we still toil with the things that God has freed us from and we decide to go right back to it but now God is showing us through the death of other people some, not every case but some cases through the death of sickness or whatever in some cases not every case that we have a decision to make and so that's all I just want you guys to think about is that it's no more time to just keep harping on grace and mercy. It's no more time to keep harping on a just man fall seven times. Well, you keep falling after a while. God is going to treat you just like the disciples. How long shall I toil with you? And in case you under a rock and you're not 
prophetically inclined to see what's taking place. Jesus is coming back. Don't think that God will love you and not cast you into a lake. Indeed, he will. He loves us to the end, but he wants us to get to a place where we put him first over everything. We make the right decisions and say, God, I know that I keep messing up. I know, God, that I keep choosing the wrong path. I know, God, that I keep going the wrong way. Can you just give me a little bit more time? Time is not on our side. That's it. God makes a decision at the end of the day. But as you can see now, time is running out. And so now you have to make that choice. You have to cut off whoever you have to cut off. Cut them off. You got to cut off whatever you have to cut off. Cut that thing off. Whatever it may be, if you have to relocate somewhere at all costs, it is now a critical time to get close to the heart and the feet of Jesus because as you can see time is running out and we have a choice to make amen 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 guys I want to give you guys one more story that moved me um, to talk about the decision that needed to be made and it's also um, coming from um, the book of Matthews chapter 20 we all know the story of the two blind men and how they heard that Jesus was walking through town. And when they heard that Jesus was walking through town, the multitudes, they tried to quiet the blind man up. They tried to shut him up. And the blind man decision that they needed to make was whether they was going to be quiet or was they going to shout and cry out to Jesus until they got their blessing. And it seemed like the more they tried to quiet those two blind men up, the more they cried, the more they screamed, the more they pulled on Jesus to Jesus stop and answer their prayers. Now, if they had stopped and listened to the multitudes and shut up and obeyed the multitudes, they would have not gotten their breakthrough. But it was something about Jesus that was on the inside of them that they believed that he could give them what they need. So think about the decision when, uh, think about this, when you're in your situation, are you going to let the naysayers stop you from going and getting to your destiny? Are you going to, are you going to let the doubters stop you from fulfilling what the Lord has called you to be? Are you going to, or are you going to stay in the presence of the Lord and tell the Lord that I believe that I am who you say I am. And I believe that I will accomplish the things that you say I will accomplish, Lord. Are you going to hold on to every word of the living God? Or are you going to let doubters, are you going to let doubters cause you to doubt the word of the living God? It's now time to be pleased with the applause of one. It is now time to be pleased with the applause of one. We're at the point now where you have to do it when nobody else is watching. Amen. You have to do it when no one else is listening. Because when he comes back, he wants to find you doing your work. Mm. And so this is what we're in the place of right now. It's not requiring a whole stage or platform full mm. of people watching you as you go forth doing the work of Lord. No, it's now time of of testing where God is watching you to see if you're going to do what he tells you to do. Will he catch you with your work done? Because he's not going to make, he's not going to decide to do something based on the audience that you have. It's not about quality, but it's about obedience and it's about faithfulness in this very critical hour because he's coming. Many are called, but few are chosen. So don't think because the calling is there that that's a surety to be preserved by God. Absolutely not. DMX had a calling on his life but look what happened so we have a decision to make and so don't take your eyes off God in this hour it's time to repent put your position back in the pro 
put yourself back in the position and posture of praying and seeking the presence of God and living in the presence of God when no one is watching you, when only God is there and he knows the true integrity of you and your heart because it's not determined by your followers, it's not determined by how big your church is, it's not determined about how articulate you are, how entertaining your prayers and your worship may be. He is concerned about your heart and your integrity. What are you doing? What are you saying? How are you portraying yourself when nobody is watching but God? This is where we are. So I want to say this real quick too, to let you know that we have a choice to make. When we have a choice and a decision to make, it increases our hope because when we make that right decision, we're going to look for God to react immediately. And God doesn't always step in immediately. He's a God of faith. He wants us to exercise our faith. And so I want to read Romans 8, 24 and 25 to you. We were given this hope when we were saved. If we will already have something, we don't need to have hope for it. But when we, but if we look forward to something and we don't have it, we must wait patiently and confidently. This is what God is doing. If you're worried about your church, if you're worried about your building, if you're worried about your storefront, where the members coming from, how the people going to come in, how am I going to make you know, payments, bills, whatever it may be. Read, read this scripture, Romans chapter eight, verse 24 and verse 25. What is hope if hope is seen? Hope is not supposed to be seen. So when we make that choice, we are living on faith and we are living on hope. But no, rest assured, God is there. He is with us. All we have to do is live on his word. He is the living bread that came down from heaven and man shall not live by bread alone, but by the words that proceed out of the mouth of the Lord. And so this is where we are right now. You look into the church to restore what needs to be restored, you're going to find yourself in trouble. It is now time to live a life of relationship relationship because there's a lot of people that are confused right now. They don't know. They don't understand. They don't have the surety to know what's going to take place. But I want to tell you because I'm not here to impress people. The world is going to get worse. But my God, we better position ourselves for the great awakening of the glory of God because it is here and it's going to intensify. But again, what we first must do as an obligation to be a, as a believer a true believer of Christ is make the right decision and the right choice. Leave it all behind. Let it go. Cleanse your heart. Repent and make God your all, your first, and your everything. Amen. I want to add two things real quick before we end our call, guys. The first thing I want to add is is the Lord is not looking for popularity pastors with no power. He's looking for obedient servants in all of us to be obedient to his to his word, to be obedient to what he's called us to do, to be obedient to our assignment, to always be obedient unto him and follow him. And I want to add this last little piece of my message concerning the rich man and being in a situation and um, understanding how the Lord operates. When we cry out to the Lord, and we ask the Lord to save us and to surrender, to free us from situations that, that, that fight us, 
that keep us in bondage and keep us in situations that we so desperately need deliverance from and help from. It is important to, to seek the Lord, not in one area of our life, but seek the Lord in any and every area. Because when we begin to cry out to the Lord, he's coming and he's going to send the help that we that we ask for. But the thing is, is when that help comes and he sends that help, when he sends that freedom, guys, we can't give that freedom away. When the Lord sends that freedom to rescue you from that thing that fights you and that plagues you, don't turn around and give your freedom away again. The enemy knows where our heart is and where our mind is. And the enemy knows if we're sincere in our prayers unto the Lord. So when the Lord sends that help, when he sends that help to you, that is that is the time for you to grow in the Lord and don't turn away from the Lord. You know, that's the time to be converted from the sins. You know, I know we we all feel some uh, we feel the hurt and the loss of, you know, as my wife was saying, DMX um, and how he was crying out to the Lord. But he lacked conversion. He lacked conversion. And when the rescue came to bring him freedom, he gave his freedom back away. So that's all I really want to say on that, guys. Um, uh, on a lighter note, you guys, we had an awesome, awesome vacation. You know, it was so refreshing. I'm so excited. It was long overdue. But I want to tell you guys about something so prophetic and so interesting. You know, that whole trip was very, very prophetic. But there was something that really stood out. You know, we were at the ocean. We went to Myrtle Beach and we were at the ocean. And uh, this little boy had a beach ball. And somehow he let the little the beach ball get loose somehow. I don't know. But as the waves continue to come in, it just pushed the ball further and further and further back in the ocean so much, so, so far that it became invisible, meaning that we couldn't even see it anymore. It was out of our view. So then hours went by, you know, we were sitting on the on the beach, hours went by, and we decided to get back into the water. And the lady uh, that was right where we were, she said, did you see that the ball came back? I said, what the world? I've never seen anything like that before because I just knew and everybody else too that was around, we just knew that ball was gone. I mean, it was way out there in the ocean. I mean, you couldn't even see it anymore. But that same ball came back right to that very same spot. And so I didn't say it to the lady, but the Lord began to speak to me and let me know it was a prophetic message that he was <clears throat> giving is that, you know, everything that the enemy has stolen, no matter how long it had been, no matter how far it got away from you, no matter what took place or how it was taken, God is bringing your stuff back. God is giving everything back. The ironic thing is that ball could have been retrieved on any part of the ocean, but it came right back to that very spot where it left from. So God was saying then and gave me that message. And I didn't tell her, but I knew it was 
was from me. God is bringing your stuff back. So get excited about the restoration and get excited about restitution that God is doing now. No matter how long the enemy had had your stuff, no matter how far it got away, God himself, not man, God is bringing it back. So I was excited about that. But overall, it was a great vacation. Ken really needed it. He got a little tan, you know, but it's so... <laughs> it's okay. We had a good time. Did you have a good time? Yeah, it was peaceful. It, it was, was very much relaxed. peaceful. So the kids enjoyed it, so that was much more, yeah. more important to me. Yeah. So All right, guys. you guys out, and we pray that you guys have a great rest of your day. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every listener, every soul, every spirit that will listen in on this podcast. God, I pray that you bless their finances. I pray that you bless their families. I pray that you gird them up in strength. Father God, that you make them immovable and unshakable in you, Father Lord, in a world that is shaking. God, I pray that you make them, Father, unshakable, Father God, in who you are and who your word is, God, Father. No matter what this world may bring, Father Lord, God, anchor your people in your word and in you, in Jesus' name. Keep us, Father Lord, positioned on you, we pray, Father. We pray, Father, God, that you ring them in the fire, that you keep, Father Lord, in the name of Jesus, the stripes upon them to bring healing in Jesus' mighty name. Cover their households. Father God, continue to provide for them on every side in Jesus' name. Father, do the miraculous. Let the glory shine in their household, within their children, within their marriage. We pray, Father Lord God, that testimony shall spring forth, even in the midst of this shaking God, to show that you are still God and that you receive the glory, Father. So I pray, Father, that premature death shall never find them, O God, that no tragedies, no cataclysms, no sicknesses, no disease shall be attached to their names or their family. We pray, Father God, that you will revive them. Father God, in the midst of this shaking, God, that you'll revive their marriages. You'll revive them back to, you know, prayer with their families. You'll revive them back, Father Lord God, to seeking you, Father Lord God. And God, that you'll just sharpen them on every side in Jesus' mighty name. Father, release, God, some angels over their lives in Jesus' name, God, and minister to their spirit as they go forth in your name. So, Father, we thank you for being so now. We thank you for the miraculous, and we thank you for healing and breakthrough. And it is so, God, in your son Jesus' name we pray. It is so, God. Amen. Amen. All right, guys, you guys have a great week. You guys stay blessed and remember that the Lord loves you, and so do we. Amen.